It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How did week five of the NFL season impact our perspective of the NFC? We're delivering our updated NFC power rankings today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He is Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Joe, I hope we are having a better day than the reporter who asked James Franklin, James Franklin. if Saw he it. ever just wanted to throw one up there. I have no idea what you're talking about. I feel it in my skin. Skin I, crawling. My skin is crawling. What are you talking about? I don't know what He's you're like, talking about. Like, you know what you did with Jahan Dotson and Chris Godwin? No. We never did that. No, we never just threw it up no matter what. When I coached wide receivers, I never wanted oh, to man. do that. Great rant. <laughs> What's funny is I didn't. you probably didn't think I saw that. Uh, I was hopeful. I knew I knew that one made the rounds over the last couple of days. So, yeah, I saw it this morning. Um, while I was oh. killing, killing a little time, we got a little wee woo. Oh wow! I don't know this wee woo unless it's about Anthony Richardson missing it four is games. Courtesy of Jim Irsay. Oh, he's okay. gonna miss a quartile of the season. Oh, did he say quartile? No, he didn't. Could but, only help. Uh, Anthony Richardson going on IR. That's a bummer. Uh, Kyle, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? what's your what's your hockey appetite this year? It's going to be good. I know you're having a hard time watching uh, Sabres games, though, huh? I figured it out. You got to get an ESPN Plus uh, subscription. So I'm going to get you. And they can watch all the games then that way? Yeah, I think you get like most of them. But ESPN Plus has other things that I've wanted in recent times. And I'm like, all right, I should probably do this. I have the Disney Plus. I think you can bundle them. So I'm going to figure that out. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to be hockey guys this year. Are you you Florida Panthers? Is that where you're going to be? Yes. All right, because I know it's been like a 10-year journey here uh, for you they, to figure out your hockey team. They made a magical run, and I got into it yeah. in the playoffs last year. I'm like, this right, is it. In- yeah. Because I know you went from like it was going to be Vegas and then Seattle. And yeah, the and Vegas wasn't fun team. because Vegas was good right away, and it's like, well, that, that, that just feels like low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah, and then they won the cup last year. Yeah, they beat the Panthers. Yeah. Outclassed them. I, You know, I didn't mean that as a shot to the no, it's fine. Panthers, but. It was a really fun spring for uh, South Florida sports. Yeah. Maybe so. it'll continue to be fun, except for the Hurricanes. But. Well, you know, the, the the Marlins made the playoffs. 
they were there for a cup of coffee, but they made the playoffs. Orioles too. You see this stat about the yeah. Orioles? No, what's the stat? They I hadn't been it. swept in over 500 days, like the longest streak in the history of baseball. And then they, they got, got swept. swept. The- yeah, and my brother told me recently, he's like, I'm like, who are the good teams in baseball? Because he's kidding me. I give up on baseball in April every year, as we know. And I was like, he's like, who are the good teams? He's like, Baltimore. I'm like, no, they're not. Baltimore's right. not good at they, baseball. They have not been I, good in like. I've been years. alive before, and I know that Baltimore's not good at baseball. So consider me unsurprised that they got to the playoffs and got swept because they've never been good, except for that one year. Who was that guy? Well, they, I know they, they, they who took steroids and got all the home runs. Howard. Come on, you know this guy. Oh, what was his name? Out of nowhere, he had like the greatest season in baseball history for the Orioles. I know who what you're talking. Brady about. is it Brady something? I, I can't think of his name. It's not oh, important right now. We're going to talk about the now. NFC before we lose all of our We're going to talk about the NFC, and we'll circle back if we have time at the end of the show. Brady Anderson. Maybe. That might be right. Well, okay, the 49ers are number one. For, for those of you on pins and needles waiting for us to get to it, I don't think it was Brady Anderson. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yes, he was. He had 50 home runs in 1996. 50. Right. I know 15 he, years he, in the league and had 210, but 50 of them in one season. Yeah, so he had like 25% of his career home runs in yeah. Yeah. All right. one season. All right. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. 49ers are one. Yeah. Uh, they were number one for both of us when we last did this going into week five. No, into week four. We skipped it in week five because we did the, the quarter season updates. Yes. So San Francisco holding serve, obviously no reason to change. That was our... Each of our number one respective team, I have a feeling our number two respective team is going to stay the same as well because I haven't lost a game yet. It's Philadelphia Eagles for me is number two. Yeah, I couldn't imagine anyone's NFC power rankings not beginning with 49ers and Eagles one and two. I don't think there's real. I actually think there's a a correct answer at number three. Oh, you're damn right there is. The Detroit Lions. Our Lions are number three. That's right. Ben And I have a take. What? What do you think a neutral site spread would be for Detroit, Philadelphia? I think that they would still give Philadelphia the favorites. I think they'd be two and a half, two or two and a half. Two or what? Two or two and a half. I would take Detroit to cover that in a neutral site. Really? Jared Goff's playing quarterback. Yes. I mean, he right now Jared Goff's playing top six quarterback in the league level, maybe more, maybe better. Mm-hmm. Out of his mind, Ben Johnson guy's going to pick his spot for where he's going to be the head coach somewhere. I love it. Where's he going? Chargers or uh, Cowboys? Ooh. Ooh, let's hope not the Chargers, Kyle. We don't need that happening. Um, <laughs> we don't. We don't. Need but how do you not that do that? If you see on top of everything yeah, else, it's already over there. If you're the Chargers, how is that not your play? How is that not your play? I don't know. I was listening to Pro Football Talk, and uh, Mike Florio was big braining like if Belichick got fired, and was like, would he get hired somewhere else? No. Was it was that Florio or was that that might have been um. Rich Eisen show. I've been in, I I already told you in the pre-show, I've gone down this spiraling, this train of like all this Belichick Patriots content right now. And I know we're in the NFC, yeah. but the top three is chalk, right? The top three teams in the, so I I won't derail that, but 
49ers blowing everybody out. Philadelphia, they're undefeated. You acknowledge how good they were last year. You acknowledge they're having some transitional issues and they're they're kind of finding their footing. Detroit, their only loss was to my number four team in the NFC conference, which is the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. You two? Yeah, they're four. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So we're chalk through four. And Detroit, I mean, I think the biggest surprise is how well the defense is playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're flying around. Hutch. Aiden Hutchinson. Interception King, Aiden Hutchinson. Right. right. He's really so, developed that outside rush, man. Last year he was winning with, with effort and inside moves. Now he's got a little bit more of an outside move to him. The spin move is really good. Lions, baby. Really real. What's their record over like the last like 20 games? Isn't it like something crazy? 20 games? Or whatever it is. 20 like- games. But I, I know you go back to when they were, what, one in? I mean, they, the owner gave the speech. They won eight of their last 10 last year. So now they're 12 and three in their last 15 then. Pretty good. That should continue. That should continue because uh, the team that I had at four has fallen way down, and they're in the NFC North, so we'll talk about them a little later. Uh, Who's your number five? Tampa. I have Dallas. Okay. I really struggle with how far to drop them. Um, I put Dallas. What's your – your? Tell me about it, because what concerns me about Dallas is twice they have not been competitive this year against a really good team and a really bad team. Right. Um, I still do think the defense at the end of the day is very, very good. You're concerned about Leighton Van Der Esch and his injury and what that means for Micah Parsons. And is Micah Parsons going to be less involved in where he's so dominant as a pass rusher on the edge? You've obviously already lost Trayvon Diggs. Um, the, 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 uh, the passing offense is not in right now. And that's the biggest thing that has to get under control. Now, if you could stay healthy up front, I do think you could still run the ball. But are you going to want to play that brand of football? And if the answer is yes, then okay, like, do it. And if the answer is no, then somebody's got to step up. And Gallup, I'm worried about what he has left in the tank yep. period. Yep. And that contract's not looking great for them. Right. Brandon Cooks, where you at, man? Like Brandon Cooks has had like two seasons in his entire NFL career where he hasn't had a thousand yards and he's invisible. Nine right catches, now. 73 yards through, through he's played yeah, in four games. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Like, like if you are not um CD Lamb, if you are not Tony Pollard, or you are not Jake Ferguson, you are not contributing anything of meaningful substance yeah. at all offensively. So it's hard to point the finger, right? Is it Dak or is it like does he just not have enough around him? It's probably a so little bit of both, but probably right. more the cast. And, I'll be honest and with concerns you. with the obviously the coaching scheme change to McCarthy. Yeah. So like it says, there's a lot of overlap here that's going to be difficult to sew out, but they they got to get it figured out. But I do think the strength of the defense was enough for me to still leave them at five. All right. In just a moment, you'll find out where I have Dallas. But first, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. 
So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Baker Mayfield, to the surprise Dude, of many, has been a borderline QB1 in fantasy while enjoying his most efficient season as a passer. Coming off a of Buccaneers Week 5 bye, he should need to pass for high volume in a matchup with Jared Goff and the Red Hot Lions at home in Week 6. Mayfield has been locked into a variety of receivers, and the Lions can struggle to cover the slot target, Chris Godwin, and tight end Cade Otten. The Bucs also won't be able to run much on Detroit, leading to pleasing passing digits from Baker Mayfield. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your ride, number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How do we will? Okay. Bill Belichick has confirmed that Mac Jones will be the starting quarterback. No. In week six. For for the first three quarters of the game, right? And then Bailey Zappler. We're not making any changes. Yeah. All right. See see you in two weeks, Bill. (laughs) I have the Cowboys at six, Kyle. Okay. And I have the New Orleans Saints at six. Okay, so we're different on Tampa. Not too much. I have Tampa at seven. Okay. And I have the Saints at seven. Okay. So now we're back. Same top seven. Just different order here. Shuffle around a little bit. So you're, you're highest on Tampa. Yeah. Talk about sustainability of Tampa. Well, I mean, I'm concerned about the sustainability of Tampa, but I'm also impressed with what they've been able to accomplish to this point. And so I'm leaning into that a little bit. Um, let me pull up my notes here on Tampa. Give me one second. I moved away because I was looking at Dallas. Uh, Tampa, obviously, they're they coming off a of bye, so we don't we didn't get to see them. But they're three and one. Their only loss comes to Philadelphia, and yep. they beat the Saints. Uh, so did. that forced me to put them above the Saints, and then I put them above Dallas because of what I said. Like the, Dallas was not competitive in two games this year, and I feel again, I feel like I'm doing the college football thing, but you got to justify why you have teams in certain places, and so. Um, I think we'll learn a lot about Tampa. Their next game is against Detroit. Then they have Atlanta, then Buffalo. So I think you have, I mean, those are all teams with winning records. Um, and I certainly think a lot of Buffalo and Detroit in that stretch. And so they'll, they'll, this next three games will speak a lot to their season. Uh, but based on what they've done to this point, I thought they deserved to be ahead of Dallas and I thought they deserved to be ahead of New Orleans. So obviously the the feather in the cap for Tampa in this debate is the fact that they did not just beat New Orleans. 26 to 9, right? They beat them 26 to 9 in New Orleans, right? So I understand that is a really nice point, the argument uh, between the two. I think your hope, I think my belief is that I still look at the talent that New Orleans has. You think about Derek Carr trying to get on the same page, then he was dealing with throwing shoulder injury. For them to come alive the way that they did uh, the following week against New England and and kind of make their own respective statement in the bounce back was enough for me to fade back into who I ultimately think the better roster is, which is New Orleans. 
And I don't trust Tampa's coaching any more than I, I distrust New Orleans' coaching. There's two coaching staffs with Todd Bowles and, and Dennis Allen. Yeah, but don't you feel like from a coordinator perspective, like I like Canales and I like, I like Bowles Canales. on defense, right? Like I like those dynamics. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I guess overall, the influence of Bowles kind of concerns you a little bit. Right. But I don't know. I feel like from a coordinator perspective, I if you break it down like that, I like the operation in Tampa better. Sure. But then you look at the roster, and New Orleans, in theory, yeah, I think has significant advantages in a number of different spots. So it'll play out. It'll play out. All right. They'll play each other again. When is that game? When are the next play? They play New Orleans. Probably the last three weeks of the season, I'm sure. Weeks, week 17 in Tampa. Yeah. So. A lot, right. lot will change between then and now. Now we got to sort out these next three teams. Uh, the remainder of the top ten. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised if we didn't have the same three teams. I The order could be interesting, but I, I think there's a pretty clear cutoff after ten. The, the Rams are eight. Yes, Rams are eight. Yes. I'm I'm with you on that. I, I didn't know if you were going to lean into probably not Green Bay with how they looked against the Raiders, but. You know. Uh, Atlanta, the Falcons, are, the Falcons are nine. Yeah, well, they're nine for me as well. And I thought maybe they have a better record than L.A. But here's the deal. I mean, L.A. has been competitive in every single game. They have a quality win over the Saints. I mean, they've had a really tough stretch. They've played the 49ers and the Eagles to this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Atlanta had two games where they got blown out. I mean, congrats on the comeback win and all that last week. But the previous two games, you lost by multiple scores. I think I think LA has passed the eyeball test to me a lot better than the Falcons have this year. I would agree. And we like that coaching staff. They're getting Cooper Cup back now. Yes. Yes. So they have an infused. I mean, everything that they've been, and oh, by the way, Cooper Cup's back. Yeah. And credit credit to them on defense. Like I thought from a talent perspective, this is bottom three in, in the league. They're playing at least okay. Raheem Morris, man. Yeah, he deserves a lot of love, man. And we're talking about good offenses here in Seattle, in Philadelphia, in San Francisco. I mean, obviously, Cincinnati, we know what they're capable of. Like, they've had a pretty tough stretch to this point. Yeah. And, and like, now they get Arizona this week. Then they get Pittsburgh, at Dallas, at Green Bay before they're by. I think no they can go on a, No one's so those games. So, Atlanta and Pittsburgh, both at home. I like, or excuse me, Arizona and Pittsburgh, both at home. Yep. And then you think they get one of Dallas or Green Bay on the road. Yeah. They do that. They're going into the bye feeling pretty good based on where I thought this team was going to be. What's their record right now? Two and three. So that'd be five and five and four. Five and four into the bye. And you got Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Washington, Saints, Giants, Niners. Like you could get to like nine wins here, and that might be enough. I, I would be willing to bet it probably is. In the NFC, because the South is going to cannibalize. I know the the South has records that look good right now. They're yeah. all going to cannibalize each other. Print print the shirts and hats for the Lions in the NFC North. Like I know that Lions right. fans are probably, yeah. but and like print the hats. Right, there, all, nobody's a threat there. All the faith and hope in in Green Bay is out the window right now. Right, they've just looked atrocious at times. Uh, so I don't trust them at all. Minnesota's one and four. It ain't happening. Chicago one and four. It ain't happening. Washington's shown us who they are the last three weeks, who they really are the last three weeks. 
Yeah, it took Losing miracles to Chicago by three touchdowns. It took miracles for them to not be 0 and 5, dude. Right. And they needed what? The defensive touchdown against Arizona in week one? Yeah. And then to have a big comeback and then almost blow it against Denver in week two. Right. We haven't even got to watch. They're coming up, but. Right. So I, I think comfortably LA is, I think they're a playoff team right now, which I remember saying to you in July or early August, imagine thinking the Rams are a playoff team with this roster. Coaching goes a long way. Coaching and and good quarterback play goes a long way when you got young talent. Dude. And how, how disappointing is Van Jefferson? I mean, now that he's traded away, he's on the Falcons, but like, I feel like I've been waiting so long for it to happen. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, start of the season. Cooper cup's not in there. It's going to be him. Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Surely Van Jefferson's going to get some run. What did he catch? Two passes? Right. I mean, I, I hope it's, it works out for him in Atlanta, but man. It's like the, um, who's the dude in Kansas City? Went to Clemson. Justin Ross? Yeah, it's like the Justin Ross thing. It's like, it's just not going to happen, right? Like, Miko Hardman's another one, right? He's on the trade block. Like, what? I, I don't know why the expectations for me, Cole Hardman, were anything other than he ran a 4-3 and played in Kansas City. But if he didn't produce in Kansas City, why did we think it was going to happen somewhere else? Right. Yeah, well, good question, Joe. I'm glad you asked. Um, the 10 spot for me is Green Bay. Same. And it's le- it's less about what I still think of or am hopeful for with Green Bay, and it's more about what's behind it. Tire fire. So, right. Right. Lesser of all evils here. Green Bay is going to go at 10. Yeah, they get they get. Yes, exactly. The facto number 10 because of what's below it. So uh, six through 10. I have a Dallas, New Orleans, the Rams, Atlanta, Green Bay. And I have it. New Orleans, Tampa. Rams, Falcons, Packers. All right. We're going to sort out the bottom of the NFC here in just a moment. But first, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have it on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so last last six should be fun. Man, you could fun loosely. You could probably sort this out in any order, and I'd probably accept it. Take the team with two wins and put them at 11, right? I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <clears throat> and I have no, so this is, I have a case for my number 11 team. Go ahead. Tell me it's, it's the Minnesota. 
No, it's the Minnesota Vikings because you know what I can say about the Minnesota Vikings that I can't say about any of these other teams. They've been competitive in every single game. Yes, they're one and four, but they have not gotten blown out a single time this year like all the rest of these teams have multiple times. Are you still going to put them at 11 with Justin Jefferson on IR? Brother, it's not looking good. I have low expectations like I do for every team down here. But to this point, they've not gotten blown out. Every single one of these other teams have gotten blown out multiple times. So I have Washington. I would put Minnesota there if not for saying, well, now Justin Jefferson is going to miss the next month. So I take one and four record and that. And for me, it was to say, okay, just take the team with two wins and put them at 11 and let's. The Vikings losses are Bucks, Eagles, Chargers, and Chiefs. And they didn't get blown out. I understand that. So, yeah, I, I don't like where this is headed. They got the Bears they, next. They might be able to get that one. They but. spit in the face of the football gods all year last year. And the football <laughs> guards are spitting back this year. Kind of kind of expected it, but. Even like fumble luck. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Luke, um, Luke Braun, but he was talking about like fumble luck for Minnesota. And like they fumbled the first possession in that game against Kansas City. And they had like incredible fumble luck all year last year. I give Luke a lot. Luke Braun, host of Lockdown Vikings. I give him a lot of credit because I think he's been really honest about what this team is throughout like a crazy good year last year. Right. I remember doing the crossover with him. He's like, same. Yeah, they're not that good. (laughs) Well, they're eight one. Waiting for it to stop. Like, right. Right. So he's, he's been, he's been really cool about it, but I have, okay. So you have Washington at 11. I get it. They got double the wins of anyone else. In the bottom six, right. I get your case here. But, I mean, they've been getting their butts whooped the last several weeks. Yeah, just, Dude, they got smoked by Chicago. Smoked. They did get smoked by Chicago. At home, in Washington, in Landover, Maryland. It's not a great home field advantage. It's really not. That stadium's a little newer than you think it's going to be, too. When they, I was watching on Thursday night, they're like, what is, what is it? FedEx Field built in, like, 1998. I'm like, Really? This is yeah. Did, did Snyder just never never touched it after ninety eight? Imagine, dude. Imagine being a gazillionaire and buying your favorite NFL team and then building that stadium. And like, you, don't you care about your legacy at all? Like, obviously he didn't. But who do you have at twelve? Uh, Washington. Okay. So we just have eleven and twelve flip flopped. And the only reason yeah. for me that Minnesota is below Washington is because Washington has two X the wins and Justin Jefferson's on IR, which does not bode well. You all heard my case for the Vikings. So 13, what a role we live in. And that for me, it's the Arizona Cardinals. That's what I got there too. Been more competitive, okay, been more go. consistently competitive than the next four, three teams. Scrappy bunch. Those Arizona Cardinals. Um, Chicago, 14. Okay, I'm not fighting hard about this. I have the Giants at 14. If I didn't have to watch 60 minutes of New York Giants football on Sunday, I probably would have been more receptive than not putting them last. <laughs> you put them they're gonna get last. they're gonna get their quarterbacks killed. Wait, you have them lower than Carolina. The New York Giants are last. Oh, boy. They are 
awful. It's bad. Hey, they won a game. Great. They beat Arizona with Daniel Jones getting the Super Mario mushroom. Yeah, yeah. Better, better not find that this week. I'll tell you that. You ever see that kid? That kid that like pretends he's Mario or whatever and is running around the house singing no. that song and he runs into the door frame and knocks and falls over? No, I want to let you know. I've I'll, never see, seen I'll that. see if I can find it for you. I mean, does he do have lots of videos or just one video? It's just one video. No, it's like he's like at his birthday party and like he's like it's a Mario theme party or something. Mm -hmm. And like he gets like a piece of cake and he treats it like the mushroom. And then he like starts running around. Like he's got the Yeah, he's all like uh, frapping, right? That's what you say like with cats and dogs when they like start running around. Like I say they have the zoomies. Frapping's the phrase. He gets the zoomies. Okay. Are you sure? the zoomies. And he's running around his house and he's not paying attention. And he runs into like this door frame in his house that like goes flying out of the frame. It's funny. But that like, that's how the Giants want a game is Daniel Jones got the zoomies. I like, the, we got to figure out what that mushroom's called. Okay. I get it. I respect it. The bottom three, I have a Giants, Bears, Panthers, but I mean, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to. Bears, Panthers, Giants. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the problem. Jalen Mayfield played bad. significant snaps for the Giants. He's bad. He's elevated off the practice squad. Ben Bredesen's worst center performance I've ever seen in my entire life. The poor Josh Izudu, I feel bad for him because he's a guard. Playing left tackle. Right? Yeah. Playing left tackle. He gets Daniel Jones sacked a bunch. He's He was like emotional after the game because he's so frustrated. And it's like, why are you playing in there? You ended up bringing Matt Pert in to play left tackle. How is your answer to not play the tackle at tackle? Like you, you are putting a second year player who used a third round pick on in such a bad situation by rolling him out there at tackle. And sure enough, Andrew Van Ginkle's running the loop around him like he's not even there. My guy, Andrew Van Ginkle, man. I've been trying to tell you about him. The Gink, yeah. He's uh The Gink, is that what we're calling him? Yeah. The, the gink. gink. All right. My fourth favorite player on the Dolphins. Um well, I put the Panthers at last because they don't have any wins. And Bears, Giants, I don't know, dude. Like, the bottom three is bad. Here's the deal. is that here's the, the Panthers, I have them last. They're giving their first-round pick to Chicago. You have a big situation here with Chicago that could potentially have a couple of top five picks, maybe, maybe even a couple yeah. of top three. Yeah, this is going to get really nutty. Yeah. For oh, at least at least Houston's looking competitive for them to send in their one to Arizona. Right. But now you got Carolina's one is to Chicago. Chicago's going to be sitting real pretty for. Hey, I, I have a. Well, Houston, in, in Houston's defense, they also still have a first. They get Cleveland's first round pick. Right. So right. It, it's too bad they couldn't send Cleveland's first round pick. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe Houston, they might. Houston can win some games. Probably be a mid round pick. Are you are you privy to all this speculation and buzz going on right now about the Bryce Young pick and whose pick it was and Frank Reich? And I saw some of these press conference clips. Um, what do, what do you okay? What do you deduce from that? You don't think Frank Reich wanted Bryce Young? I uh, what I deduced from it is I I probably would not want to be Dave Tepper's head coach. Yeah. Well, sure, because he's talking about meetings and weird stuff. It feels it feels Mike Brown like, right? In mm -hmm. Cincy, 
Yeah. Tepper's a problem. Tepper's one of those bad owners. When he's new, too, so he doesn't know yet. He's going to find out because he's going to. You'd keep... like to think he was in Pittsburgh. He had a front row seat to kind of what you're supposed to do. And then and, and then proceeded to do everything that's not that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is like it, it goes so far. It's not just hiring Matt Rule, weird personnel stuff, not being patient. Like even the whole situation with the practice facility in Rock Hill taking out the, the grass like surface like at, at Bank of America. And yeah, dude, they, just they were ran. like a year in, and then he turned around and said, that, screw you, I'll just pay the million-dollar fine or whatever it is and pull out. That screwed so many like workers that were like on that job out, like just bad stuff. Like nobody likes Dave. Like I know he brought music in concerts to Charlotte, but like – He brought Bryce Young too. Brother, he, they're, they're, there's not a lot of energy here. I mean, this is to be a team – Year one with the number one overall pick. I talk to Panthers fans all the time. They're like, I don't know, like they can't get excited because Dave Tepper. Like they just, it's not a good situation, man. Yeah. No, I, I, as somebody whose owner has voiced his own opinions at times on what should be done, I do think there is probably something to the hand of influence that Dave Tepper carries and the decision that the team ultimately did make in number one. Too, Kyle, too many people that too many people that I know and respect and have been in the space for an extended period of time. Some of them who know Frank Reich have come out and said that wasn't the literal definition of everything that Frank Reich we have known him to covet at the quarterback position. There's still a lot of people that thought Bryce Young was QB one though. Like it's not that crazy to think. I agree that that they could have come to that conclusion. People I respect thought Bryce Young was a great prospect. I know. But then there's also the, if an owner is to be involved in those kinds of decisions, there's a lot of the brand of Bryce Young and championship pedigree and Alabama and... I don't know. You think about the the influence with Bidwell and Kyler Murray when they pivoted with their number one overall pick, and it was well, we would sell ticket sales and don't yeah. be be all that. And and Arizona had one good year. I don't know that they were paper tigers though, and everybody knew it. No, not everybody. Few people in your mentions. Um, I don't know. I I have some thoughts on where Carolina is going and it just it feels very Chicago-y already mm. with Justin Fields and I know the timeline was different with the co- the coach but I don't know I, I don't see there being a lot of patience here for this to develop the way that it's going to have to you don't just have the number one pick invested in Bryce Young you have multiple. Right. You have next year's. You, you've got next year's, which might be a top three pick. And DJ Moore. And DJ Moore. They're last on our power rankings. Is what we are meaning to say. No, you have the Giants. Oop. You oh, have the Giants. Yeah. I would say from aggregate, though, because you have the Giants at fourteen, and I have the Panthers at fifteen. Yeah. So they're last on our power rankings. That's going to do it for us here today on the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are locked on NFL scouting. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We will be back again tomorrow to start to look at week six. 
of the 2023 NFL season. We are looking forward to that, and we hope to see you then. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.